0: your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on go to GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Scoops with Danny Mac coming up at the top of the hour. We want to start with blues for Danny Mac because, if I'm not mistaken, 2003, were you uh, doing... Were you still with the Blues doing stuff in 2003 yeah. when they yeah. had the 3-1 lead and everybody got the flu? Yeah, Against I, Vancouver. I was. Yeah. Yeah. That was w- bad. 3-1 lead on... Uh, Vancouver. Yeah. I think and I was, yeah. won that series. Maybe even won the Stanley Cup that year. But it was the flu. It was just one of those things. I think now, I was. No, it's just one of those things. No, it's not. Well... It's a lot more than that. Well, they won a Stanley Cup, so... Who won the Stanley Cup? Last year since the Blues won, I don't worry as much about oh, 2003. Yeah. No. Well, things have changed a little bit since then. Yeah, a lot has changed. Yeah, yeah. So, how was your weekend without baseball? We when we talked to you seems on like Friday, seems like every Monday you ask me that, Randy. Right? I know, but Friday, <laughs> same old, same old, we, bud. We were, we were really. I, I was fired up. Michelle was fired up. I know you were fired up. Yeah, on, doing a game again.
1: Yeah. Well, then here we go. <laughs> same old, same old. Yeah, um, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it just hasn't been great. Um, I just hope everybody's. Like I said before, I sound like a broken record, but I just, you know, hope everybody's safe and healthy, and uh, you know, the Cardinals get back uh, to playing baseball at some point. I, I don't, you know, you, you can't guess when. Uh, it's an hour by hour thing, day by day thing, and um, you know, I think you just hope for the the today's more negative tests, and then um, figure out when you you can get back on the field and get some workouts in. I would assume that Thursday would be in jeopardy to try to play that doubleheader in Detroit. It'd be tough to travel and then much less figure out your roster at that point. I would assume that the original guys that tested positive are are shortly coming back uh, as long as they're healthy and have the two negative tests. And then you have the second round of guys that you got to start worrying about. And then you have the the confusion of what your 40-man roster would look like. And then you're going to Chicago. It's just... It's a mess. There's no other way to look at it. Dan, have you gotten to the point where you're thinking about the schedule as a whole, sure. h- how they're going to do that? What's your thought process there? I, you know, I, I personally I think it's going to be very tough to put certain players in jeopardy, especially pitchers, of trying to fit that many games in that short amount of time without them having some type of bullpens and working out. In an, an official capacity, now I know that you know guys can throw on the side, they can play catch, maybe they can do some type of bullpen somewhere. It's not going to be a Bush Stadium, but I've said it before. I, I don't think it's just it's not the same as being in live baseball action. Right. So, you know, if if you're a player or a pitcher, I, I'd be very concerned about getting into those games initially. And if you're Mike Schilt... I don't know. Maybe you, you look at it and you, it's like starting a spring training over again, you know, with some of these guys. I mean, if you're Jack Flaherty, this Friday will be three weeks from the from opening night. So he hadn't pitched in a game in three weeks. You've got to be concerned about that. Sure. You can't just throw him out there. So, and Daniel Ponce de Leon is the last guy that pitched on mm-hmm. July 29th, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. That's the last game right. that they played. So how do you figure out that you're going to play, you played five games, so now if you're going to get a 60-game season in, which I don't think is reasonable, they might, but it's going to be very tough to do that. Um, I'm just not sure how you play that amount of games, even with seven-inning doubleheaders and trying to figure out all the pitching and doubleheaders that get into it in what would be a, the time frame of roughly
0: 47 to 48 yeah. days. It, that's very tough to do. It is amazing. Is that when, right, Randy? About yeah, 47, 48? Right. Yeah. yeah. When you think about it, the next time the Cardinals could logically, if we're complete optimists here, it, the the next time they could really logically get on the field would be Friday. And by then the rest of baseball will have played a third of their season, Mm -hmm. and the Cardinals will have played five games. It just doesn't seem to mathematically work out. And, hey, if they have to wait a little extra time, and if they only wind up playing 35 games or something like that, I just want them to be healthy and get back on the field and and be able to do what they love to do for at least a little bit of time. Well, I wonder
1: if they're thinking, and if the— the thinking of the organization in major league baseball is to take the weekend off and then the following series off, which would be on the road and then open up back at home. Now I don't know that for a fact at all. I'm just thinking out loud in my my personal thoughts here. I don't know if that's the way that they go or if the idea is, you know, don't think about the doubleheader on um Thursday in Detroit Think about then the idea would be to get Friday in Chicago and then there would be six games in Chicago, White Sox and the Cubs. Or if you're Major League Baseball, instead of putting the um, onus on the Cardinals to travel, is it? are you asking then maybe those teams to come to St. Louis and not have them travel, yeah. the Cardinals, and maybe ask those teams to come to St. Louis? I, I don't know. I mean, that's maybe something that you think about, too.
0: This just struck me, and we always talk to John Mozeliak and Bill DeWitt about how they think globally. They're thinking from 10,000 feet, and John Mozeliak, if they were playing now, he's not necessarily thinking about 2020. He's thinking about 23 and 24. How weird must it be for a guy who's always thinking years ahead to literally be thinking hour by hour, which is what it's become for him? Well, the other part of that is that, to your point— is
1: that if you are thinking, and he said, you know, right now, health and safety and getting people better and not having people be sick is what he's thinking about first and foremost. So that's number one. However, part of his job is to think about the future and winning baseball games. So if you have all these double headers, and let's just say, for argument's sake, that your roster is at twenty-eight. How do you cover the innings is something that he's got to think about, which means having enough pitching to cover all the innings, right? So part of that is, what if one of my starters goes out in back-to-back games and does not pitch well? How am I going to cover all those innings? One of the things I've been thinking about is, now I've got to go dip down into my satellite camp and go get guys. Well, who's on my 40-man? So thinking ahead to 21, 22, 23, that means starting clocks of other people. That yeah. he does not want to do that. That's mm-hmm. that is something that the average fan I don't think thinks about. It's it's. You know, a lot of people have said to me, "Well, isn't this why we have sixty guys and forty man rosters and satellite camps?" Yes, it is. It was it was to, to protect if you had one or two or three guys that that contracted the virus, not seventeen people and of, what is it? Ten of which are players now. Is mm-hmm. that what it is? That wasn't the idea. So now you're you're backed into a corner because you don't want to start all these clocks, and then when you do that, not only are you going down into your your farm system, but then you have to create space on your 40 man roster. Meaning then you have to clear those guys off the 40 man and expose them to the waivers, right. and then other players can get picked up by other teams. That's the problem that you have with this particular scenario of all these games in a short amount of time and trying to cover the innings and the games that you need to play. If you have, and it's baseball, guys that go out and maybe they have a bad day, so your Mm -hmm. starter gives you only two-thirds of an inning. So the next guy comes in and he gets beat up, and the next guy comes in and he's having a bad day. And oh, by the way, we have another game coming up later with seven more innings to cover. (laughs) Those are the things that you have to think about. There's so many tentacles to this about how this is all unfolded. And I want to circle back to one thing that we had talked about earlier, just about the mental toll that this has to take on these guys. You know, you're quarantined for six days. You're worried about your teammates' health, about your health. Then you think, okay, we're finally released. We're ready to go play baseball. And then you get word that you're not playing again. And you're trying to stay sharp. But it's just this up and down and up and down. And I know that they're very mentally tough, but that's got to ha- provide some sort of mental fatigue for you. I talked to a few guys um that were excited around the organization um, Thursday about coming back on Friday. They were like, okay, we got through the quarantine of Milwaukee. We got back to our families. We got back to a sense of normalcy of getting back on the field and playing. And they were, you know, working out and okay, now we're going to get into baseball. They were excited, Michelle. I mean, the organization had a feeling of excitement. I talked to people that were getting ready for the game day experience, if you want to call it that, but back to their jobs of, the, being at the ballpark, that worked for the Cardinals, they were pumped up because it, also the Cubs were back in town, and they knew so many people were going to be watching the game on um, on Friday. So they get excited to produce the game. I'm not talking about the television side. I'm talking about the people at the ballpark. They were just excited to like, hey, let's let's really amp this thing up. Let's it's, it's exciting because the Cubs are here, and there was really a letdown. You know, the employees of the car I mean, it was just yeah. They're frustrated, man. I mean, they want to do what they do, and we haven't been able to do it all year. And and so it was just even from that perspective, and I know from the players' perspective and the organization's perspective of those that wanted to play the game, yeah, it, it's really tough to have that, that letdown and then to have it again. So now here we are back to kind of ground zero and just waiting for negative tests and trying to figure out exactly what's going to happen for the next round of tests. And then that's why I think – they're going to be overly cautious because I think they have to, to your point, that they don't want to have this happen again. And if it does happen again, then you really have to wonder, okay, if it happens again, what are we going to do? I mean, do we. Yep. where do we go now? I mean, what's the point?
0: Danny Mac coming up at the top of the hour. Next up, happier things. If the Cardinals do come back and play home games, are we going to see Doug the dog in the stands? <laughs> it's coming your way on 101 ESPN.